and welcome to another episode of Anime Countdown this time. I'm your host, LB, and joining me as always is CT. This time, I am still CT. <laughs> so, we're back on Anime Countdown. Uh, it's been a little while since we've done one of these, so just to refresh everyone's memory, remember this is the show where we take as obscure of topics as we can think of or find or get suggested uh, and rank our top five favorites, not necessarily in order, but we list our top fives at least. Uh, you might remember at some point last year, I don't remember what month it was, but we did our favorite opening theme song artists of all time with the caveat that we could only choose artists that had performed at least three theme songs, uh, which ended up eliminating quite a few good choices, which is unfortunate. We do have, in this case, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do our favorite ending theme song artist with the same rules in place. They had to have performed at least three ending themes. Plus, uh, in my case, the Yuki Kaijura rule is in effect, so I can't name any bands that she has ever been associated with, which, again, eliminates a lot of good songs. Uh, CT, do you, are you following your y no Yoko Kano rule this time, or...? <laughs> well... Uh, yes, uh, uh, same, same rules as before... I still eliminated uh, Megumi Hayashibara for and uh, you know Yoko Kano stuff for what is it uh, e easy mode. In this case, I also uh, I was planning on just broad scale eliminating anyone who I picked for an OP artist, but after reviewing them and the EDs, I'm like I I don't think I would have picked them for EDs so. <laughs> it's surprising where you go and how it, it's oftentimes just concentrated around one or two key songs and then their whole body of work. And of course, if it leans one way or the other, you can have someone who you love all the time and you would listen to their music a lot, but you still wouldn't pick them uh, for the ED. E even True could not make it uh, for me by uh, by the qualification. Some of them wouldn't have qualified. But uh, so that just happened uh, by by happenstance. I wasn't planning on picking event any of mine or any of yours from last time, but uh, it it didn't really matter. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Uh, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna jump right into things. I don't have any honorable mentions this time. Everyone who's on my list made it there without any real fuss or muss from me uh i think you have a couple though so did good you lord i have a lot to say here so i guess we'll just go right in i was gonna suggest you go first but you went you went first uh so my i i have a couple complaints if anyone listened to our op list uh i was tearing out my hair because of certain people who I just love as far as vocalists and love the OPs and EDs that they do, but for no good reason, they they were literally on like 
two OPs and two EDs that are among my favorites that I have listed on my chronological favorites list. Uh, one of those is uh, Miho Morikawa, who uh, did, uh, in this case, uh, she did the opening theme to Nadia and she did the ending theme, which I love. And uh, there are a few things that I rank like OPs, I can't really rank as in this is my favorite of all time, but she has my number two favorite ED in uh, Ronda 1 half CD8 positive. Uh, but again, can't use her. Uh, similar to that, there is uh, Meiko Nakahara, uh, who is very much associated with a lot of the stuff that I love from way back in the day. Uh, she did the opening and ending to the Dirty Pair TV series. Uh, she did uh, openings and endings to Orange Road, but not enough to work with. Uh, she did a number of other songs, but they weren't openings or endings. They were, you know, interstitial songs. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, damn it, this rule. Uh, and I'll throw another name out, uh, Kanaka Wada, who was also, along with uh, Meiko Nakahara, a very much an Orange Road song vocalist so uh doesn't really qualify for that you had another rule or not another rule you had a uh a clarification you wanted to make as in can does the number matter alone or does it also have to fall into multiple tv series and i'm uh we we clarified that only the number really matters and amusingly, uh, that opened up something when I get to my main list. But one person who specifically came to mind is uh, Matsuko Matawari, uh, who I'm giving a shout out for. Literally, she did uh, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho endings, like a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all pretty good, pretty much bangers. Um there are others, of course, who could qualify, but don't quite get to the goodly number of stuff, like uh, Unison Square Garden did the Kekai Sense and uh, ED that everyone loves, Sugar Song to Bitter Step, and I think they qualify on other EDs, but I couldn't give it just for that. Uh, Chihiro Yonakura uh, is kind of a... 90s sound vocalist. She's done a, a whole bunch of stuff. My favorite being the ending for Gundam 08 MS Team, uh, which I love an awful lot, but she got eliminated from my list just for uh, <clears throat> excuse me just for getting normal displaced. Uh, same thing with uh, Asami Seto, who could qualify for the Chihaya Fudu endings, and she had a Bunny Girl Senpai ending, and I enjoy her as a voice actress, but uh, not not enough to to make it. But the thing that made... I thought the ED list was going to be easy, but the thing that made this really a lot harder than I thought it was going to be is EDs seem to be where you get a whole lot of the cast songs. And those are basically never going to qualify for, you know, the the three use. So what I mean by that is 
what is it? Uh, the one that really comes to mind is, you know, the Spice and Wolf first ending, which is just mm-hmm. cute and utterly weird. Uh, and I love the, the ending to Dragon Half, which is a weird little song about, uh, uh, what is it, the uh, eggs, <laughs> largely. Uh, Mahromatics Mambo ED, I love, but again, a, uh, a, a cast one. Uh, the Hare Hare Yukai Haruhi Suzumiya's ending, which is, you know, drove dance routines at conventions for a decade. Uh, the Excel Saga ending, where Menchi is just crooning into a microphone, uh, and then one of the girls is just chanting a lyric about him wanting to be eaten. There are so many things that I love because they really fit the show. They're a great way to go out with, but they could never fit. <laughs> they could never fit the rule. Uh, the all, Most of my favorite EDs from uh, 2017, like uh, Made in Abyss and Princess Principle and uh, Alice and Zoroku, later on, things like Hisune and Masaton, so many of them are just simply, oh man, I love them. I'd love to be able to give them props, but I can't hear... Uh, the Witchcraft Work CD we talked about during our uh, uh, cast. I have way more EDs that couldn't qualify for the rule that end up on my favorites list because it feels like it has a lot more leeway to delve into the just utterly weird, uh, like Kaguya Sama's ED uh, <laughs> with Chika singing the stuff. Uh, and doing her little dance stuff. I just love so many of these things, and uh, but they can't be ED artists, so I can only give them props by shouting out a bunch of them, but uh, what it did was it, it made my list a lot harder because so many of them that come to mind don't qualify in a way that OPs didn't have that same problem. So it was, it was a little weird. Uh, but hey, I, I get to give them their own mini little shout outs here, and then we can go on to uh, to the main event. Do you have any uh, one-offs in particular that, uh, I know you didn't have honorable mentions, but thinking of that kind of thing, do you have particular uh, 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 cast songs or ones that could never qualify that are like, oh yeah, I really enjoy this kind of... If I had to choose, like just banging cast songs that I really enjoyed that ended. Uh, the first one that comes to mind is the ED for the first season of Boku wa Tomodachi ga Sukanai or Haganai. Uh, that mm-hmm. one was a major banger. I don't remember the voice artists who performed it, but it was just a really banging song and I really enjoyed it. So that one is, de- is a definite uh maho romantics mambo song i can't believe you even mentioned that uh that it's cute but it definitely wouldn't go down as one of my favorites well Um, right it doesn't necessarily top every list but it's just the kind of thing that it's like i i want to do in some fashion uh the uh, the kill me baby ed what the crap with that thing i love it (laughs) (laughs) But again. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, I can't really think of 
any off the top of my head. Um, I know that there are others that I really enjoyed. Um, the most of the EDs to this obscure little series called Kyoran Kazuko Nikki were pretty banging, and those were casts. Those were cast member songs, so I know that they couldn't qualify. There were a couple of them that were bizarre, but most <clears throat> of them were, you know, nice little songs. So are we ready to move on to our main lists? Yeah, let's go. Alright, I'll go ahead and I'll start, I'll start us off because you just rattled off for about 10 minutes on your honorable <laughs> mentions. What are you talking about? So, my first artist, uh, she really burst onto the scene with her ending theme song from the series Bleach, but event after that she skyrocketed and got attached to quite a to a couple of other ones, including uh, Darker Than Black, Wandering Sun, Mobile Suit Gus, Mobile Suit Gundam Sea Destiny, excuse me, and that would be Rifu. Uh, Rifu is easily one of my favorite Japanese artists, period. Uh, not just because of her ending themes, but just I've listened to, I have pretty much all of her albums. And she is just such a talented songwriter, composer. Uh, she has a great voice. It's very soft. Uh, it's not like overwhelmingly powerful, which is, you know, fine. You know, you don't always need that. But one thing I also really like about her is that she's bilingual. So half her song, so a, a lot of her singles, she'll start in English or Japanese and then switch back and forth throughout the song just to screw people. Hmm. So yeah, so Rifu, you know, like I said, uh, you may know her from her series Life from her song Life is Like a Boat from Bleach. Uh, Suki Akari from Darker Than Black was a really good song. I Want to Go to a Place from Seed Destiny was really good. Uh, I mean, but yeah, I mean, she's just one of those artists that even if I discovered her through anime, but I followed her well past what she's done for anime, and I still enjoy listening to her songs all the time. Uh, I've mentioned before that I have a playlist set up of just random songs, and a good chunk of that playlist is Rifu singles, uh, or just songs from her album that I will just listen to endlessly on repeat. That That is interesting. I, I know I've run across the name, but she's actually someone that I haven't, has not really come to mind or, or gotten... Uh gotten in front of me enough now i'm curious i'll have to seek out a few things if only uh, streaming services just had everyone's damn albums in there like uh <laughs> megumi hayashibara's just uh went uh all of them went on every damn service i'm like yes do that to everyone all of them stop stop hiding things we just want them i don't care if you translate their lyrics just give me the music so yeah, totally. Uh, uh, like I said, you know, she was attached to Bleach, she was attached to Darker Than Black and Seed Destiny. I really think that those three songs are strong enough that you should seek them out and just kind of get an idea of what she's like. She's basically a Japanese singer-songwriter type, 
so she plays guitar and piano, and she's just really talented. I think you'd really like her. Sounds good. I shall give that a shot. Uh, if we're moving along then to my first pick, I'm going to give this one as a qualifier for a few things. Uh, for one, they came to mind because you had specifically mentioned the multiple EDs for one show. Uh, they they stuck in my mind due to a conversation I was having on a uh, an Orange Road Discord. Uh, and more specifically, because I can't pick the the ones who are of that particular era, and I wanted to satisfy my male vocalist uh, uh, criteria last time, like I did with Lark, who couldn't qualify for for an ED one, certainly not on quality. Uh, <laughs> they they did four EDs for the series Mice and a Coke. Uh, the ED2 is probably the one that anyone might know them from. Uh, they're a band called Picasso. Uh, and uh, so they were largely a mid-80s to mid-90s band. I think they retired for a bit, reformed for a bit. Uh, they really only have those endings. Uh, although my favorite contribution that they have had to anime is from a movie, uh, which I normally don't count, but since this is just enhancing what I already picked them for, they did the uh, ending credits music for Ranma One Half's movie, Nihau My Concubine, uh, called A Piece of Love, and it's great, <laughs> and it's one of those things that folks of that era all knew somehow the Ranma movie, even more than the TV show, uh, uh, seemed to be in the cultural zeitgeist, uh, uh, both things from the beginning and, and things from the ending. It has cute credit scenes, uh, and it, it has a great little beginning that I always have to close my eyes to and lip sync when he says the rhythm and then go into the first piece of love. I don't know. It, it It's buried in my soul. I enjoy their uh, vocals quite a lot. They're, uh, and they're certainly a very easy listening uh, group. And the Mice and Akoku EDs are all kind of classics in their, in their own right. And nice little ballady, very fitting for the, uh, for the show. So, uh, I, I give them a, uh, a multi shout out. And in this case, an old timey vibe that I'm, I'm finding as I built out the rest of my list that I I'm swinging way, way more modern for a lot of the rest of them. So, uh, <laughs> I felt an obligation to pull someone from the eighties as well. Because you're an old timer like that. I have an old soul. Okay. So for my next choice, this is the actually the 
artist that I was specifically asking for the clarification on and was asking <laughs> the reason and she is the reason why I needed to know, you know, hey, can I include her even though... Okay, so she's performed plenty of theme songs with various people. I'm not going to look up, you know, everyone that she's done, but uh, the reason why she's on this list is because she performed all three of the ending theme songs from K-On! Uh, <laughs> along, okay. along with the rest of HTT, and that would be Yoko Hikasa. Okay. So Yoko Hikasa, if you've watched K-On!, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. She performed Don't Say Lazy, she performed Listen, she performed No Thank You. Uh, the reason why she's getting on this list for the EDs and the reason why the OPs weren't mentioned on the corresponding list is because I personally find Yoko Hikasa to have a much better singing voice. I actually can't stand the singing voice of Aki Toyosaki. It's just way too high for me. I don't mm. care for it all that much. I, I can listen to the songs and I can listen to her singing, but I much prefer the deeper voice of Yoko Hikasa on the end theme songs. I also think that in general, they're just stronger songs uh, in overall. I think that the entire band and the series itself would have been better if Yoko Hikasa had taken the lead vocalist part. Uh, Yui as lead vocalist was funny for most of the series, but still... I think Mio and Yoko Hikasa would have been a better choice overall, but maybe well, that's just me. To be fair, Mio should have been lead everything. So yeah, that's fair. That's just the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so this is the one that the reason why I asked for clarification is just because her vocals were so strong on these songs. I really enjoyed them. Uh, I still have them on my iPod. Yes, CT, I still have my iPod. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so these were definitely the strong choices that when I was looking up ending theme songs in my music collection and seeing what I had listened to the most, these popped up pretty quickly. Gotcha. But you, you certainly didn't need to... You didn't need that qualifier. It, it seems like she's done. I'm reading right. She's done a ton of other uh, EDs, Infinite Stratos, an Attack on Titan one. Uh, 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 what is it? Uh, random things like uh, Quasar of Stigmata, Miru Tights. <laughs> yeah, I know, but that was no, that those was are scary. probably not ones that you that you want but right you, you didn't need it to qualify it's just these are the only one these are the only reasons why i'm picking this person Pretty and much, I, yeah. I can understand that so all right uh what is your number four or number two okay. whichever one you want to count it as <laughs> the second one i'm going to name uh they're the most recent band because they seem to have come together in 2016 and pretty much explicitly just for doing anime eds 
uh, and I was familiar with them from some ones. I didn't watch Grimgar, but they did the EDs for those, and those are good. I think they did the only good things about Fairy Gone, which were the the EDs. Uh, the Sakura Quest EDs were were great, and they did those. But the reason I'm adding them here is because literally one year ago, they basically blew my hippie noodle by doing all of the, what is it, uh, the six variant EDs for Dorohedoro. I don't know if you watched that anime, but uh, no, all didn't. of these... All of these EDs are just top tier great. Most of their other ones sound like very, you know, well done, but fairly normal EDs as well. And these ones took, uh, you know, very much a spin into a much different kind of music style. Uh, uh, you know, the the visuals and other stuff, it, it fits the utter bonkers strangeness of the work. And I certainly hope that we get more but the fact that they did so many of these in a row and they were all just great uh, means that's one of the things that I'm just going to start looking for anything they're involved in the music of, whether it's doing, because I think they do music for shows as well as the OPs and EDs. Uh, they're a fairly, I don't want to say a eclectic group, but when you look at what they're comprised of it's a lot of people with you know strange stage names and other stuff so i'm not entirely sure what to make of them because they tend to also work with other folks bringing bringing them in to join for particular projects or not but uh but i'm i'm bringing uh them uh, uh no name very stylized the k is in parentheses uh mostly in caps except the o is a lowercase and there's an underscore between it so now now you know how to look them up <laughs> <laughs> and you can experience uh the loveliness of ed4 of dodo hey dodo called strange meat pie which uh makes a lot of sense if you've watched a show <laughs> Uh, that was I think that was the only show that year where I was not skipping the EDs, and in this case, partially because there were so many of them. Uh, I think they did. Uh, did they do the OP for that one as well? I'm not 100% sure. Let me check. Because, uh, yes, they did the OP, and the OP is utterly banging. So, uh, in fact, they did everything that they did. They did the OPs and the EDs too. So everything I mentioned, just look at all of the themes and there you go. So <laughs> anyway, great, great stuff. And I'm looking forward to more. Uh, we're just kind of breezing through these and that's totally yeah. fine. Uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to move on to my number three. Uh, this is another artist who technically has done other ending theme songs, but the odds are good that you probably know her best from her 12, count them, 12 different ending theme songs from a schlocky little horror series called High School of the Dead. <laughs> and that would be yeah. Mayon Kurosaki. That's quite a lot of uh, EDs. 
Yeah, and what's really fun about this is that every one of the EDs is distinct. There's no, you know, borrowing, you know, and just making slight alterations from one song to the next. Each song is completely distinct. She basically released an album with this, um, hmm. with this series, which I thought was pretty amazing. The series itself, from what I've seen of it, I've never sat down to watch every last episode, and I doubt I ever will. Uh, but <laughs> the series itself, you know, from what I've seen, is not great. But the theme songs are just bangers. Uh, and the ending theme songs in particular, I absolutely really loved. Uh, I'm not even sure how I came across them because, like I said, I didn't really watch the series. I just kind of stumbled across them one day and listened to the songs and realized, hey, these are pretty damn good. That's good. I uh, I experienced uh, uh, Moan for a different reason uh, because apparently did uh, the ED for School Live uh, and it did not change au uh, audially, so these weren't different EDs. They were all... I get. I guess I forget if it changed in the middle musically. <clears throat> I think possibly slightly, but uh, this was one of those where the opening and the endings to the show kept changing as the show progressed for plot-specific reasons. So I was glued to watching them for clues about the show as I was watching the show. So it was. Uh, it it had definitely hooked me, not specifically for the music, but it was you know it was good on that front. But uh, I, I was definitely always paying attention, so that was uh, an an interesting one to be hooked in with. Uh, let's go ahead. Let's move right along. What is your number? What are we up to? Four now. No. Oh wait, my, sorry. My third choice, because you started for a yep, change. I'm sorry. Woohoo. Um, okay. So this, this one, again, a very modern group. Uh, uh, what is it? 2015, I experienced uh, anything from them first. Most people experience them from Overlord, but I was one of three people, I think, to watch a show called uh, Bubuki Buranki as it was airing. And the ending was kind of weird for the uh, for the rest of it, but it had a very, you know, unique electronica kind of sound to it. Uh, but it would be the next year that uh, it would really sit in there. I, I think they're driven a lot by openings as well. But the reason I'm specifically mentioning Myth and Roid here is due to uh, literally the way that ReZero operated with both openings and endings was just fascinated me. Because they didn't always use them they mixed them around. Uh, Myth and Roid with ReZero in this case also had a couple one-offs for particular episodes uh, right at the height of certain plot points 
uh, but when the when Styx Helix would get used at certain ones, and when they would fluctuate with the uh, with, with the uh, ending theme just sung by Amelia, or when they wouldn't use anything, they would come up with a, a like a unique one-off, or some of the ones that uh, people really remember was just the background music in episode fifteen. Or uh, the song used by, uh, what is it, Rem at the end of 18. This show was just a tour de force in how to ED. And uh, both in the opening and the and in the ED in this case, I think, uh, the, the specific tonal quality of Myth and Roid, which really didn't change much when you go from show to show there they've done a bunch of other stuff the boogie pop phantom ops i mentioned overlord before the tanya op uh saga of tanya the evil is it's great so there's i have a appreciation of them also through a whole bunch of their op stuff but uh specifically because i didn't get to mention them in our op one and just how strong the one show was in its use of doing things with EDs specifically. Uh, I think uh, uh, that's that's why I have them on my list was honestly to talk about Reuse Hero in that regard. Uh, sadly, season two didn't do the same sort of thing. They were still good at when they used it or not, but they didn't have quite the same effect that they did in, in season one. But uh, when I'm able to rewatch the series, introducing other people to it, it it's still one of the uh, best things is uh, uh, the way to end it. And since that was one of the ones that I've most enjoyed the whole week to week watching uh, and all of us just trying to do guesswork and peeling apart scenes and rewatching episodes, it's... Uh, it really sticks in you. And I didn't I didn't know their their band name apparently. It says Myth and Roid with, you know, the and symbol in the middle of it, but uh literally it's supposed to be representing myth as in the past and Android representing the future. And they stylized it in all caps and uh instead of making it Android, they did Android. So it's that's weirdly cute. actually interesting. I did not know that. Uh, my last two choices, I'll admit, are a little bit on the weak side. They don't... They're standing out. They qualify for the list because they have done multiple EDs. They have, they've done enough of them. But honestly, they've only done like maybe two or one or two maybe that are actually strong. Uh so that's, you know, my little qualifier before I go into my next one. Okay. Uh, you may know my next choice from her uh, EDs from Strike to Blood or To Love Rue Darkness. Uh, mm. I personally know her best from her theme songs from Vampire Night, and that'd be Kanan Wakashima. Kanan Wakashima, I've seen her in concert a couple of times now, actually. I saw her at SakuraCon, and I saw her at AM Squared, rest in peace. Um, mm. And she actually puts on a really good show. You wouldn't expect it from a rock and roll cello player, but... Mm. 
uh, she puts on a really good show. She has great vocals. She has great stage presence. Uh, if you ever get a chance to check her out, I really encourage you to check out one of her live shows. She's really interesting to watch on stage. But yeah, I mean, like I said, her theme songs from Vampire Night and Vampire Night Guilty are probably some of her strongest tracks. That'd be uh, Still Doll and Suna no Ishido. She has a really soft voice, but it's haunting is what I was trying to go for there. And her, her presence seems really minuscule at first, but then she just starts playing and she starts singing and she just blows you away. So yeah, so definitely, if you ever get a chance to check her out live at a convention or whatever, I definitely recommend you check them out. You check her out, excuse me. Sounds good. Sounds good. I had to real quickly, because I remember there was a uh, 2W thing, ED, that I really liked when we were (laughs) doing our anime music quiz stuff. Uh, but I didn't watch the Darkness anime, so that one wasn't on rotation. Uh, uh, so I I think looking at the list of them, I I think the thing of hers I'm most familiar with is uh, Selector Infected Wicross, the opening, uh-huh. which is uh, which is good stuff. I'll have to uh, find an album. You you have to send me all of your albums. We have to uh, cheat the system. That's that's how all of this stuff goes. I'm not. Uh, I'm not familiar enough. If you set up an FTP, then we'll figure <laughs> it out. Because okay. I'm not going through my entire collection and sending them piece by piece. FTP. What age are we in? <laughs> all right. And while I'm not as familiar with her. Or most of your selection so far, and it feels like you either haven't been familiar with, or they're not in the, in your wheelhouse necessarily with mine. I will make you happy, happy because there was one particular group that I don't remember if we mentioned it explicitly. I thought we were going to duplicate on in the way that we did my Sakamoto last time. Uh, I had forgotten they had an explicit Yuki Kajiuta uh, connection, but uh, what I what I'm gonna do here is mention Kalafina, and in okay. fact I'm, I'm gonna let you go to town because I know why <laughs> why I I bring him up, <laughs> but, but frankly you you sounded very crestfallen that uh, it was not uh, someone you could you could talk about explicitly, so. Uh, so let's share the love. I mean, there, there's one of them, obviously, that uh, that is, uh, you know, really the, I feel like the height of representing Califina-ness, uh, but maybe it's on strength of, you know, Madoka Magica, <laughs> uh-huh. in, in Magia specifically, but... Uh, Going, going through all of their stuff, and they have some good OPs as well, but they have a whole lot more EDs, because uh, apparently they were, in fact, founded specific for, specifically for the Kara no Kyokai movies, 
And again, I normally wouldn't count credits music, but in this case, obviously that's at the end of a list of other stuff like Unlimited Blade Works, which was great, and uh, Fate Zero, uh, second season. And for me, actually, I, I uh, watched Arslan uh, Senki while it was airing, and uh, their EDs were, were great in that as well. Uh, now, what, what ones do you enjoy the most? Uh, and I'm wondering whether or not uh, any specific... There are two specific ones that come to mind, but I'm I'm not entirely sure if if one of them will due to your uh, due due to your mental hatred. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, Magia definitely from Madoka Magica. That's like peak Calafina right there. Uh, yeah. They Yuki Kajura is so good at composing haunting vocal tracks uh, that I remember when I attended her press conference at Anime Expo I thought it was hilarious that someone asked her you know if her gothic sounding songs was an intentional thing and everyone in the room was kind of waiting for her answer. And her answer was roughly that she didn't know that she had a gothic sound. She just composes <laughs> what she likes. <laughs> okay, sure. Which, yeah, which I thought was hilarious. I thought that was just a great answer. But yeah, I mean, Magia is definitely right up there. I think probably my favorite Calafina ending theme songs, however would be from the first season of Black Butler, Macromostal. That is such a good song that I enjoy very much. I also enjoyed their theme songs from Unlimited Blade Works. I thought that those were really powerful songs to end out, to, to close out episodes on. Definitely good and strong. Uh, I know a lot of people... Uh swear largely by the ops from them those those hit a lot of favorite stuff i'm a, i'm a little uh -huh. surprised that the that the eds don't hit uh higher and hotter i see you did not mention uh the one from black butler season 2 though so is, yeah has that I gotten can't... caught in the unfortunate uh <laughs> unfortunately it is associated with black butler season 2 so you cannot acknowledge yeah. its existence. Yeah, it's kind of sad that, you know, Calafina had the chance to perform for Black Butler again, but then the second season got cancelled and never happened. <laughs> right, 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 right. Have you watched the uh, Karano Kyokais? No, I haven't, not yet. It is, it is definitely good stuff, and yes, certainly they're their sound is uh, immensely fitting for that in general. It is it is very sad that they are no longer an act, that they only, you know, were working together until 2019. One hopes that at some point they'll come together. I'm not sure why they disbanded, but... Uh... 
Uh, as far as I recall, it was because Yuki Kaijura left her agency, which left them kind of high and dry, and so they disbanded. Couldn't they just rejoin Fiction Junction or something like that? Or I that don't the... know the details beyond that. What? You don't, you don't have every single detail of all Kajiura news <laughs> etched upon your soul? Uh, I think that means we're down to our last picks. So yes. for my for my last one, once again, you probably know her from her Sword Art Online Alicization theme songs. I personally know her best from her Fate Zero theme song, and that'd be uh, Air. Aoi, excuse me. <laughs> I right. totally mangled that, and I apologize profusely to everyone for, for forcing you to listen to me mangle that. But anyways, um, but yeah, her theme song from Fate Zero was the first time that I heard her voice, and to this day, I can still just, at the mention of that song, remember those opening notes uh and that first vocal solo that opens the song before the instrument instruments kick in uh i think that that was probably peak air eye excuse me again i don't know why <laughs> i can't do this but we'll just go with it uh anyways I believe I saw her in concert as well at SoccerCon, but I don't remember for certain if I did or not. I know for certain that I attended her press panel, uh, which was fun. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember if I attended her concert or not. Obviously, there would have been, you know, some SAO stuff. So I guess I would have gotten uh, SAO OP2 uh, before... Like, Lisa obviously feels much more the embodiment of sword art yeah, <laughs> than she does, but, you know, that that's fine. Uh, so I think the first time that I was really blown out by one of the OPs was uh, Kill a Kill. Because mm-hmm. uh, she does the, the first one, and it's uh, it, it, it certainly goes places. Uh, and then again, I mentioned Arslan Senki before, and uh, she did an ending and an opening for that. So uh, that was good. I'll give a weird little shout out to uh, uh, to someone who uh, air <laughs> air owie. Now you've made Thank me self conscious. <laughs> Certainly, there's a whole lot of vowels that you're trying to navigate in the middle of uh, of that overall. For for so few letters, there's only six total letters. But oh man. She has distinction for him in that she is by far his most hated uh, artist. (laughs) (laughs) I could never get a specific reason. I couldn't figure out if it was just, you know, specifically sword art or uh, uh, hatred or if it was just the particular, you know, vocal quality. I couldn't, you know, detect anything that was ultimately bad about it certainly i've enjoyed openings and endings uh uh, from her so uh but the the reason that i mentioned this and uh mentioned this weird little shout out 
will also have uh, something to do with uh, my my last pick, which I guess we'll go on to, which is technically a single song override. Okay. I looked her up, and I found out that uh, she also did the uh, ending for Gantz, which is fine. Uh, and she did a Giver TV series ending, and it was kind of okay. <laughs> they weren't great. But by far, I mentioned before that I couldn't use my number two ED, and I can definitely rank those. Well, this is my number one ED of all time. Uh, I was, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, the first and only time I was involved in one of those YouTube mass rank things. They were doing 90s EDs. They couldn't even get a full group going. They usually try to get eight people, and they got, could only throw together five uh, took a year to come out, but uh, I felt uh, I, I felt uh, uh, vindicated in the end because uh, uh, this this song took number one. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it has so many things playing against it too. Uh, the artist, her name is Bonnie Pink. Uh, she's older than me, so her career has stretched from uh, the mid-90s. Uh, the one thing that everyone knows her from is uh, basically the ED that plays during Kenshin's Kyoto arc uh, called okay. It's Gonna Rain. So this is by far my favorite ED. Uh, it has a number of things working against it from my perspective, uh, I love jazz, and it's my favorite of the jazz openings and endings. Yay, even over uh, the seatbelts and Yoko Kano doing uh, Tank. Uh, but I normally do not like vocals in, uh, in my jazz instrumental stuff, but it just friggin' works here. Uh, it's Gonna Rain is such a glorious... What, two, two minutes, ten seconds. It's one of the few ones that you're getting an extended ED for, I guess, so they didn't have to replay as much and they didn't have to do as many uh, repeated scenes as your typical Dragon Ball episode. Uh, <laughs> but because it's it's attached to a shonen, admittedly one of the ones that uh, 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 that I'm okay enough with, uh, technically it's attached to the best shown in arc, which, which does help it, but it's a jazz with vocals, which is, uh, a little weird. And of course, after you stop hearing it anymore is when they canceled Kenshin. Uh, sadly, season three also didn't happen there. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is about this song, but I, I cannot get enough of it. Uh, it is simply glory personified. So I just threw Bonnie Pink on. I haven't listened to much of her other stuff. I probably should, but I'm doing it simply to give a shout out specifically to It's Gonna Rain. Uh, so for anyone who doesn't know it, you should familiarize yourself with it. I know for a lot of people, it's it's pretty meaningful, even for people that I don't normally... Uh, align with too much on on stuff. There are 
a bunch of Kenshin OPs and stuff that people really love that I think are kind of crap. <laughs> Same with some of the EDs, but uh, but this is literally the best. So that's that's where it goes. It's just so cool and funky and jazzy and amazing and her voice just works especially great for for this less great for the gans one but uh, uh pr- primo for it's gonna rain so see i gotta say that i know bonnie pink from her gans ending and i really like that song i mean she does sing good good ed i i hadn't heard it before so it hasn't sunk in and i'm like it's fine but I'm comparing it to my favorite ED of all time, so... Yeah, yeah, I can understand It's, it's that. hard to measure up. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, Last Kiss from Gantz. The opening and ending theme songs are the only good things about Gantz. <laughs> the, you... the opening and ending theme songs are both bangers. The series itself is such crap, <laughs> but... <laughs> But yeah, the opening and ending theme songs that series were bangers, and Bonnie Pink, I thought, did a really good job with Last Kiss. Have you experienced It's Gonna Rain, or not, since maybe you watched Kenshin way back in the day? Uh, I don't recall. I don't think I have, though. Mm. Well, gotta fix it. (laughs) Everybody's gotta fix it. I will look that up once we're done. Now, is this something... It, uh, I know with our OP, we had the follow-up where we were talking about them a little more and actually playing them. Is that something that we uh, that we're, we might throw in for the EDs at some point down the line in the future as well, is pick certain of the songs and test more music interstitials? Or uh... Yeah, we could definitely try that in the future. The opening theme song when we tried that wasn't great but we can try that with the ending theme songs and see if we can if the previous practice helps us out a bit sounds good so everyone can look forward to that (laughs) so alright let's go ahead let's wrap things up on this point kind of a short podcast this time but that's alright uh thank you ct for joining me again for another fun discussion we don't get to do this nearly often enough every day we should do a daily podcast (laughs) no okay daily might be uh and thank you to all of you for listening to us please make sure to remember that these podcasts go live on our patreon first that's patreon.com slash otaku review they go live there for a week before hitting general podcast providers. Uh, no matter where you're listening to this, though, please make sure you give us a little rating, a little review, maybe a like or a subscription. That would really help us out. Uh, make sure you share our podcast if you enjoyed listening to us. Uh, we'll be back very soon. We have other ideas for other podcasts that we want to do, including one that we've been trying to do since January, (laughs) but just have never gotten around to it quite yet, but we will eventually. Uh, (laughs) But until next time, have a great night, everybody. Good night, folks.